Welcome to Climate Watch, a podcast that delves deep into the pressing issues of climate change. I'm Gao Junya. The Kenyan government says climate change and its ensuing effects have overtaken poaching as the principal threat to the nation's wildlife. Droughts and environmental degradation have also driven animals to human-populated areas, escalating human-wildlife conflicts. In today's program, we examine the challenges faced by Kenya's wildlife amidst the impact of climate change. Kenyan authorities acknowledge that while anti-poaching efforts have curtailed illegal activities targeting wildlife, the growing menace of global warming is posing an increasing threat to animals. Data reveals that a recent drought led to a loss of 300 elephants in Kenya. The Kenyan government is implementing measures such as grass bulking and water tracking programs to sustain wildlife during droughts. For more on the impact of climate change on Kenya's wildlife, I spoke with Juju, a wildlife photographer based in Kenya. Okay, Juju. Let's catch up from our previous discussion in August. We talk about the delay of this great wildebeest migration in Kenya due to a prolonged dry spell. Can you update us on the recent developments? How has the rainy season unfolded? Has it brought the expected rainfall? Absolutely. Since our last chat in August, Kenya has experienced a remarkable shift from a prolonged dry spell to unexpected heavy rains. The long rain season, which began in March, intensified beyond predictions, causing really bad flooding from late October to early November. Unfortunately, rainfall has been twice as intense due to climate change. Leading to devastating floods in regions like Mombasa and counties such as Mandaria, Meru, Samburu, Turkana, and Busia, the impact has been severe, with entire villages washed away, hundreds of the life lost, and million affected. The military is actively involved in evacuations, emphasizing the urgent needs for climate change action. Up in northern Kenya, we're talking tens of thousands hit hard, lost their livestock, homes, and farmland. These floods are no joke. They brought unwanted guests, like cholera, making a tough humanitarian situation even tougher. And guess what? The heavy rains are sticking around into the new year, making families in flood-prone area pack up and evacuate. It's not just Kenya feeling the brunt. Our neighbors in Somalia, Ethiopia, and Tanzania are right there in the mix too. There's really no end in sight for extreme weather. Yeah, it sounds like you know this climate change. It's been bringing this droughts, and now the rain came, but it's just too much rain, and it's causing another disaster as well. We know that Kenyan government officials say climate change and related effects have overtaken poaching as the principal threat to wildlife in the country. How do you perceive this view based on your observations over the past years, and are the impacts of climate change getting severe? 
Well, absolutely, it is crystal clear that climate change has become a heavyweight contender for wildlife in Kenya, even surpassing the notorious poaching scene. The recent long rain season brought mixed blessings. Sure, it relieved the drought-stricken areas, but it also threw a wild card with the flash floods. The impact on humans was evident. With the loss of life, displacement, and property damage, but let's talk wildlife. The Amboseli ecosystem saw rain making a comeback. Yeah, it is a case of too little, too late for thousands of animals who already made their end in Kenya, worst drought in four decades. Conservationists are ringing alarm bells, labeling these droughts as the deadliest in 40 years.、Um, give example: Grevy zebra trust calling it a serious threat. Grevy zebras, a world rarest species with 3,000 left globally, and 2,500 of them are in Kenya,、um, have been hit hard. Drought. Claimed around 40 grevies since June, a number that would typically span our entire years without some serious interventions and a reliable rain season. The future looks dire for wildlife across the country. Also from the Kenyan government, they are saying the effects of droughts and environmental degradation have made animals move into communities. This leads to the increasing of human wildlife conflicts. Have you noticed any increase?、Uh, can you share with us some examples?、Uh, I think it was in May. Ten lions have been killed in southern Kenya as a human wildlife conflict escalates in the region, according to KWS. There's a lion named Lukito, Africa's old timer at 19 years old. Who wandered out of the bounds and got starving, and it was killed by the livestock owner. Six lions speared to death in retaliation by the Maasai people, a sort of age-old conflict when wild meat domestic, and this isn't a one-off. It's part of the growing human wildlife drama. We're talking angry elephants and hungry lions picking off goats, and villagers having a front row seat to this wild show. And it is not just a local scene. It is an East Africa vibe. Droughts turned venturing into our neighborhoods, hunting for food and water, even if it means passing through our villages. The government's got its hands full, from dealing with the angry Maasai to figuring out how to keep elephants from crashing farms. Yeah, wildlife, human life. I'm wondering what actions have the government taken to improve climate mitigation and adaptation to protect wildlife. The Kenya government is really stepping up for wildlife with their wildlife strategy 2030. They've got some mingos. It's like keeping nature strong. They're all about planning and protecting ecosystem and species. Big focus on. Understanding and coordinating to reduce conflicts between human and wildlife. Everybody gets involved. They want everyone in on wildlife conservation, and doing stuff like spreading the word, educating people, 
smart choice based on facts. They're using knowledge and info to make smart conservation decisions, boosting their know-how, making tools for good decisions, and sharing data, keeping it going and working together. They've got plans for good governance and making sure things last. Also, increase and in setting up a fund. Getting creative with the money, and making sure everyone from community to counties is on the same page.、Mm. They're also updating the electronic mobile equipments for rangers to against poaching more efficient. And they're not just talking; they're taking action. Actually, protecting habitats, looking out for species, telling everyone about it, and making sure that cash keeps flowing through things like. Wildlife Conservation Trust Fund.、Mm. It's good to know that they are not only talking and they are also acting, and they are really serious in terms of protecting wildlife. And I hope other African governments can also keep up and take their actions to improve the environment for those wildlife. Let's say when it comes to the impact of droughts on wildlife, you know personally, it seems to me that elephants. Dominant the headlines at least. For、mm-hmm. example, you know Zimbabwe's recent loss of over 100 elephants and、mm-hmm. Kenya's loss of 300 elephants in the last drought. I'd like to ask you this question, Juju: Is it because elephants are more vulnerable to droughts, or is it because elephants simply, you know, they receive more media attention compared to other species like the Thompson gazilla, let's say? Uh, to my point of view, it is not that elephants are more vulnerable to droughts, but they do grab more headlines. Maybe because they are such iconic creatures. The recent drought in Kenya took a toll. Drought has killed more than 200 elephants in 10 months between 2022 to 2023. Despite Kenya's elephants' population growing by 5% annually, which is awesome news,、mm-hmm. drought can hit hard, affecting wildlife regardless of species. So while elephants get more attention, other smaller or less iconic species like Thompson gazelle. And wild beasts, even crocodiles, snakes, can also be affected by droughts. But the challenges might not receive as much media attention.、Mm. It is a tough situation for all wildlife during droughts.、Mm. Then I'd like to follow up with this question. It seems a little bit more technical. In terms of climate change adaptation, do different animals exhibit different levels of resilience? Based on your observations, which ones are more vulnerable to climate change?、Uh, the East Africa droughts is hitting hard, especially for elephants and grizzly zebras. Animals handle climate change differently, and how much they rely on water and adapt to ecosystem changes affects their vulnerability. Elephants are struggling with the water shortage, and endangered grizzly zebra are at higher risk. Due to their specific habitat needs, the urgent pleas for wildlife count and resources stress how crucial it is to come up with smart plans to safeguard them in the face of crazy weather.、Mm. Speaking of this vast land of Kenya, you know, not only those、uh, wildlife would come to our mind, also. Maasai people, because they've been living on that land for thousands of years, 
I'm also interested in knowing the effects of climate change on the Maasai community. How do they view this climate change thing, and how are they adapting to the changes? The climate change is hitting the Maasais in Kenya definitely. These pastoralists are dealing with ongoing droughts, messing up their cattle situation. The weather shifts have messed with their unusual roaming style and squeezed the land they use to cop. They're getting into water harvesting, cutting down on the cattle, and trying out things like small business. But there's a bunch of issues like private land deal. Uh, more people and shifts in their culture that are seriously messing with their old ways. Fixing this means giving them a climate help, pushing for a varied livestock stuff, and backing up change to help them keep their way of life. That was Juju, a wildlife photographer based in Kenya. Discover the realities and responses to our changing climate with Climate Watch. Uncover critical issues such as the Masai Mara's disrupted wildebeest migration and the drop in the Panama Canal's water levels. Delve into solutions for a sustainable future. Tune in to Climate Watch on your favorite podcast platform. Become more eco-conscious and take action to protect our planet. Now let's follow Yang Guang for the latest climate developments around the world. China's average temperature in 2023 was the highest on record. The national average reading in 2023 stood at 10.7 degrees Celsius, 0.8 degrees Celsius above the previous record. A study spanning the past 20 years reveals that the end of the growing season of marsh wetland vegetation across the Qinghai Shizhan Plateau was significantly delayed by 4.1 days every decade. Germany is struggling with widespread flooding caused by heavy rainfall and swelling rivers. Flood warnings have been in place in Britain in the aftermath of Storm Hank, which has led to transport chaos and power cuts across the country. It's warned that the Horn of Africa is expected to receive heavy rains between January and March this year. The region is generally dry during the period after the October to December short rain season, but climate change is altering the weather pattern. A total of 31 people were killed in South Africa's KwaZulu Natal province as a result of heavy rains last December, with three people remaining missing. That's all we have for this episode of Climate Watch. To listen to it again and to catch up on our previous episodes, you can search Climate Watch on major podcast platforms or visit our website radio.cgtn.com. You can also contact us via email radio@cgtn.com. Climate Watch is a weekly podcast brought to you by CGTN Radio. I'm Gao Junya. Thanks for listening. And please join us again next time.